I've got about ten seconds to tell you how to get two-for-one tickets for top draw comedy nights near you thanks to our friends at the TV channel Dave at absoluteradio.co.uk. Also, I've got to tell you about how you can win prizes while you're there too. I've run out of time, though. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with SwiftCover.com. For car insurance, don't wait in line. Go online. Get a life. Get Swift covered. Absolute Radio. Welcome to the Frank Skinner Radio Show podcast from Absolute Radio. Um, this is Gareth and Emily. And there's no Frank because he just ran off suddenly. Yeah, he's had to go. So he's doing the Hay Festival. Hay on why at some literary mm. festival. Because we record this after the show, obviously. So, um, yes, we, he's gone. But Thanks, we're, Frank. we're still here. It was um, a good show, wasn't it? Was it was a good show, yes. We had Alistair McGowan on. He was our guest. Did some impressions. And Frank exclusively revealed some of his impressions, one of which was the Speaker of the House of Lords. So yes. catch that while it's piping hot. Order! Something like that is what he did. Um, also, we t- we found out about um, Emily's date with Teacher Joe, which was very exciting. You know, I won't tell you anything about okay. it. Okay. And um, we talked about um, what people wanted to do when they grew up. We did. Which was good. So all that is coming up right now. That was uh, Split Ends with My Mistake. And I thought every time I make a mistake today, I'm going to play the whole of that song. That would be a good way to run the show. <laughs> this is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio um, with uh, Emily and Gareth. And it's about seven minutes past eight. And, you know, I think that's the first sound check I've ever given on this show. Really? <laughs> yeah. That's all oh, man. I feel so excited. So, uh, um, yes. So I had a call from my uh, girlfriend. My girlfriend's away this weekend. Where is uh, she? She's at a, an ashram. Of course she is. An ashram, in case you don't know, is a sort of a... Um, it's a sort of a... I don't want to say hippie, but it is a sort of hippie It's like a place. spiritual retreat. It's a spiritual it? retreat, that's what it is. And she said that they chanted Harry Krishna for three hours solid last night. Wow. That's quite... Last weekend, I chanted uh, Harry Redknapp for three hours solid, but we st- West Brom still got relegated. That was my, that was my only... I had a horrible day. Oh, Frank, were you upset? You know, I thought I was going to be all right with it because it was like a very slow death. And we'd been bottom for about 23 years, it seemed like. So I thought, every, you know, I'll just, it'll be okay. And when it actually happened, I stood there applauding and there was men in blue and white striped shirts leaving the pitch and I started to... I could feel the tears starting, not just stinging my eyes, but you know when they're quite heavy on the lower lid, you know one's going to hit the cheek any moment, and I thought, I've got to go, because I'm not staying for the lap of honour and cry and make a fool of myself. So there's two guys who always talk to sit in front of me, and I said, I'll see you you next season, and they turned around, they were both crying. (laughs) (laughs) But hey, the worst thing is, you know, you get stuck in football traffic after Mm. a game. I got stuck in football traffic after that game, but it was Chelsea's football traffic. Because our game was at half one, and by the time I got back to London, um, so I was stuck in traffic with all these people looking dejected because they'd only finished third. And there was, like, people in Berber jackets and a woman in, like, a a hand-knitted retro blue and white (laughs) scarf, like, not proper fancy. Oh, if I had had my backpack flamethrower, it would have been a different story. Anyway, enough of me. Enough of me. What about you guys? I'm good. I'm very well. Okay, let's get back to me. And then I went to... um, (laughs) And then I went to, to someone's house for a meal, and mm-hmm. we had, when I got there, the first thing they said to me, and they're lovely people, this is uh, Dan and Carmen, who are mates of mine, uh, they said, oh, we had someone round last week, and, and they got a cab um, to, to turn up at 9.30, and they, they came for dinner and left at 9.30. Can you believe that? 
So I spent the whole night mm. thinking, oh, God, how, how early can I leave? <laughs> that puts you under pressure. When someone <laughs> oh. draws attention to something, then you're thinking, yeah. well, what's the right thing to exactly, do? Exactly, yeah. So I was thinking, well, I'm feeling a bit tired myself, but I mm. dare mention, I couldn't look at my watch. No. So what did you do? Well, I held out. I mean, I, you know, I like to be in bed for about 11. You see, that's what worries me about you, because I actually saw you uh, the weekend... And I, I'm quite a bad lever, I think, aren't I? I do. You can tell me now. I don't mind. No, Emily, I take you know, three we hours. always love to have you around. You know that. I'd, no, you're not a bad lever. It was my <laughs> own fault. You were just leaving and I put Derek Akora on. Who could leave? <laughs> Who could leave with Derek Akora on? I stood in front of the telly for about half an hour watching it. Yeah, it, well, we did because we were, we were seeing Emily out. So we were standing watching <laughs> the telly because to sit down would have been to have accepted the fact that you weren't leaving so we was we stood and watched it oh, but Derek Akora he was uh, a woman was sitting with him and he was contacting um the world of spirit that's what he said the yeah. world of spirit the world of spirit which as I point out is that like the world of leather <laughs> but the world of spirit would be a great name for like a big sort of off license warehouse yeah. I would I would go there but he was on about someone he was saying to this woman oh I've got your auntie on the phone she's so proud of she's so she's walking around the world of spirit <laughs> bragging about you and I thought it sounds quite a sort of domestic kind of place the world <laughs> of spirit I thought it would just basically be missed but somebody's walking around there bragging about their niece mm. And now people seem to change their character quite a lot when they go to the world of spirits yeah. because no one's walking around, oh, she's very disappointed. She thinks you need to pull your life together and she's always told you that guy was no good for you and what are you doing? I people... wish he had done. He never, he never really does bad news. No. Also, why do people in the world of spirits, yeah. if we're assuming it does exist, why do they choose to contact everyone via a man with fake teeth and a grey bouffant? Why wouldn't you go through someone like the Dalai Lama or Alan Bennett or someone the really Dalai nice? Dalai Lama, he's, the trouble is he's in the world of spirit, he's out again. <laughs> they probably don't trust him, he's like an insider. <laughs> yeah, they don't, they don't let Derek Akura into the VIP area of no. the world of spirits either. The Dalai <laughs> Lama's got a foot in both camps. I think he has to, he's like a football referee, he has to stay neutral. Derek Akura, so... Yes. Uh, I was watching, uh, a, they had a kind of a bank holiday special of uh, Most Haunted, and um, they were tracking down Dick Turpin, the highwayman, had apparently, him and his mate and his girlfriend, who was called Anne Millington, they were all out together. People and have this, girlfriends in those days, didn't they just get married? I think they had, oh yeah, he was a highwayman, <laughs> you know, was a bit of a maverick character. And, um, and anyway, so the, the three of them there, so Dick Turpin, his mate, and, uh, and uh, Anne Millington, and suddenly this gamekeeper appears, and uh, he, Dick Turpin shoots him, right? We're told this at the beginning by whoever was presenting it that day. They get to a historian who tells them the story. Then they get to Derek in a field with uh, Yvette Fielding, right? It's dark. And they're saying, are you all right, Dick? And he goes, oh, oh no, hold it, hold it. There's someone, fella, fella called, he's called Dick, 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 he's called, he's called Dick. And he's with, he's with his mate, no, um, Albert, and they're, they're there together. And his, girl, his girlfriend's saying, no, Dick, don't shoot him, don't shoot him. And her name's Mary Millington, he says. Can I stop you at this point? Yeah. Mary Millington was a 70s porn star. Right? <laughs> the, the, the actual name of the girlfriend of Dick Turbin was Anne Millington. Oh, no. <laughs> so how he could have heard the name of a 70s porn star accidentally said. <laughs> but anyway, and then he said, uh, "Oh no, here comes the gamekeeper!" No, no, oh no, this is terrible. He's, you know, he shot the gamekeeper. So then it comes back, and I thought, right, okay. They get to a woman in the audience, just a member of the audience, and she said, "Well, this this proves, if beyond any doubt, 
that Derek has psychic powers because, I mean, he's mentioned four names there. She said the human brain couldn't retain that much information. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) He's got one of them mixed up with a 70s porn star. (laughs) One's Dick Turpin. One's the gamekeeper. (laughs) There seems to be a lot of repeats going on in the world of spirits, don't they? I told you, never mention repeats (laughs) on Absolute Radio. The whole of the no repeat. I saw this the other day. The no repeat guarantee starts at ten o'clock. Does it? Yeah. Oh well. So we could play the same song over and over and over and over. The fall on a loop. Yeah. Don't tell Frank that, Emily. (laughs) <laughs> but repeats in the spirit world, you were saying. Yeah, th- it just seems like when something good happens, they think, well, we're going to keep that in, and they just, let's do the Dick Turpin thing over and over again. That was wicked. Yeah. Do you see what I mean? No. Why was, why was that <laughs> happening in the world of spirits? Oh, I see, because yeah. it's already happened it's a long time yeah. ago. Oh, God, I'm, I've caught you up at last. Who's <laughs> cleverer than us? Yes. I don't, the thing is, though, I don't. I don't believe it. I mean, I do. I want to believe in a strange way because I think it would be nice to think that we don't just go to dust. But I went. <laughs> <laughs> is that not very absolute? No, I think that's all right. <laughs> just don't repeat it. Okay. Um, but I went to a psychic quite recently. Did you? Yeah, I did. Um, she was awful. She didn't have that black hair, which I think they should all have psychics. You know, they all have that raven black, psychic black. I call it. That yes. Hair. Okay. Um, and she was, it was kind of a craft fair, so that should have alerted me to the fact that she wasn't going to be that good. No, it wasn't a witchcraft. No. <laughs> OK. Um, and she read out... She sounded like a really bored sex worker. She went, psychometry, tarot, crystal ball, palm reading, 20, or I can do special palm and tarot, 10. So I went, um, OK, I'll go for the 10. And I felt really grubby that I'd only gone for the tenner. You're right, that's how I feel when I talk to a bored sex yeah. worker. <laughs> and I only go for the tenner. Yeah. Um, and then she started reading the, my tarot cards. Oh, right. And she turned them over. She went, the Empress, the Chariot, the Knight of Cups. I said, yeah. She said, I said, well, what do they mean? What does the Empress mean? It's like strong, powerful, Emperor. I said, right, OK, anything more? So I pulled over another card. She went, that's very positive. I said, it's a hangman with a noose. <laughs> she said, that was a good thing that yeah. was going to happen to me. So then, maybe I, it was upside down or something. Well, I don't know. That, I, I eventually said, "I said, look, am I going to meet a man?" Which is what I wanted to know. <laughs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> Cut to the chase, woman. She said, "I see a man abroad." I said, "Well, I don't know anyone abroad. There is a man abroad." She was absolutely insistent. There and are it, there are men abroad. There are because yeah. I was abroad once. Yeah. <laughs> I saw at least four. Yeah, there's men there. <laughs> okay, they're wearing berets, but nevertheless, <laughs> they are men. So she then got angry with me, and she said, "Your trouble is you go for looks." Wow. She got across with me. Well, I've often thought that, I must admit. But, um, so, you, you don't... But, you see, there might be a man abroad, and then you'll think, oh, that, that lady actually knew what she was talking about. Am I right? Oh, you never know. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily and Gareth, and our guest um, after nine o'clock is Alistair McGowan. Oh, wow. You know, the impressionist yeah. bloke. Mm. Yeah, him. There you go. Um, I've seen something in the papers, which was quite interesting, Aww. which was about this... He's the first official British astronaut, and he, I thought it was quite a sweet story because he said he'd always wanted to be an astronaut when he was growing up. I think that's cute. Yeah, and then not, he became one. Not many people do that, I wouldn't no. have thought. I'm not, the space race was a massive thing when I was a kid. Mm. Uh, we, I remember being told that um, 
because of man had landed on the moon, there wouldn't be there'd be loads of warnings for earthquakes, and no one would be hurting earthquakes anymore or hurricanes. Would be able to predict all that. That well, went out the window. Obviously. No, and then they got to the moon and they realised there was no way to tell those things. <laughs> but I did read that the space race has, has led to a, a major advance in uh, camping equipment technology. So that's what they gained, Excellent. probably. Yeah, the space shuttle explodes, but hey, what a tent peg! Probably the fleece they developed for space. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then that's been that's gone yeah. very well. I don't remember any tents. Mm. What did you want to be when you were uh, a kid, Frank? I, I wanted to be. Uh, I wanted to be a cowboy, actually. That was oh, my Cowboy Frank? Yeah. I don't think many kids now want to be cowboys, no. do they? I don't know what they want to be now. They want to be on sort of um, Britain's Got Talent and things, don't mm, they? Yeah. <laughs> they want to be not stabbed. Yeah. A lot of them. <laughs> but, um, or to stab people. Some people do. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Either one or the other. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to be a professor of sweeties. Right. Well, that's a good one. Yeah. Wasn't Harvey Milk a professor of sweeties? <laughs> You you got the you got the professor right. That is a job that you do when you're grown up. But you were really hoping there would yeah. be professors. There probably of is a sort of a conve- yeah. confectionery based science. Mm. I like the idea that a professor of sweeties because mm. obviously you'd have to wear a, a dicky bow, but it's yeah. have M and M's on it. I saw myself in a lab coat of some sort. Oh God, you'd be in a lab yeah. coat. I don't. Yeah. Think there's any question about that. Once you step into the professor world, whatever your specialist subject, with a candy cane in the top pocket. What about this? Coat. What about this? What about this? What about if people phone in or text in? Actually, I'll give you the text number if I knew it. Does anyone know it? Yes, oh, I, I do. Eight twelve fifteen. Yeah, is that what it is? It. See, yeah, I remembered definitely. it. Well done. Eight twelve fifteen. Text in and tell us what you wanted to be when you were little. Obviously, the weirder the better. Um, I look forward to that. Absolute Radio. Same as ever. It was uh, that was once in a lifetime by the fantastic Talking Heads, and I must say the text messages are flooding in here on Absolute Radio. Fantastic response so far. Um, this is if you, what you wanted to be when you were a child. Yes, Dennis um, wanted to be a caterpillar. <laughs> um, That's a top. <laughs> Do you think he said that to the careers officer? <laughs> You could work at Caterpillar. He's currently sitting on a sofa eating all day and waiting for his wings. Um, yes. he, someone wanted to be a beaver. Someone wanted to be a wizard. Um, Jay from Worthing wanted to be in the Nolan Sisters. I think that's a he's boy. Jay, yeah, he's yeah, a no, boy. Is a boy. Um, Brad from Glasgow. I think that's supposed to be Glasgow. And wanted to be normal. <laughs> um, uh, that's a joke, surely. Yes, I think so. Let's hope well, so. Mm. Lucy um, from Sheffield wanted to be part of a Greenpeace w- whaling, like Greenpeace ship that rams whaling ships. Oh, okay. I thought that would be good. Just a specialist area of uh, yeah, Greenpeace. Yeah. yeah, I don't want to be giving out leaflets. <laughs> I want to be sinking vessels. Sorry, um, I just want to be ramming the whaling ships. I don't want any of this other stuff. Um, and Justin Bully said he wanted to be a fire engine. Not, not, a, not, not a fireman. Not a fireman, a fire engine. Okay. Hey, this is good. It's this quite is um, Jane Crowther, who's actually someone I know, who's just emailed in, saying uh, when she was younger, she wanted to be a street namer. She thought there oh, was God, a you're person. Worried me then. I thought you were going to say Walker. <laughs> <laughs> a street namer. Yeah, she thought there was a person who was called to every new street and asked to think up a name for it. So she had. She mm. said, "I imagined myself turning up and looking around for inspiration while a gaggle of builders and possibly the mayor waited for me to announce the street name." Well, that's. There must be a person who... Uh, don't, do they have a kind of a vote? I don't know, but it's presumably not the same person who does all the streets. Could there be possibly a Frank Skinner Road one day in Oldbury in the West Midlands? you just got to possibly? find a street namer 
and get on the right side I've of it. I've got to find a street that hasn't got a name. Mm. But you often get that on Satnav. It Bono. says unnamed road. <laughs> Next time I read that, I'm going straight there with a sign. If I keep Frank Skinner Street in, yeah. the, ba- in the boot, as soon as it says unnamed road, I can just go there and knock it in. Who'd know? Mm. I'm all for it. I think because Bono's such a legend, I think in the future they'd probably name streets after him. Or maybe in his honour the streets will have no names. <laughs> Thank you very much. Here are we. me the old, old story. <laughs> I've got some jingles today. Oh, really? Go you on, don't then. believe me, do you? I've honestly got some jingles. Do you want to hear one? Yeah. We've got our usual jingle, which of course, which is... Saturday morning! But I've got... And what about this one? What do you think of this? I love that. Yeah. Okay, obviously, it's the phone call I, I dread most of all. <laughs> but, um... <laughs> Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Frank Skinner, Emily, Gareth, Saturday morning. Uh, that's it. That's everything. I know it's Saturday morning because I'll tell you for why. Can I tell you for why? Yeah, well, here we go. Saturday morning! <laughs> I was talking about... Uh, this is, um, this is uh, your one, Em. Yeah. Oh, I love that. It's Pink Floyd, isn't it? Yeah. I love it. Yes, it is. Um, I knew a guy called... What's he called? Floyd Green when I was a kid. And he was he was a black guy, but he had um, a thing called vitiligo, so his face was, was, um, was pink. And they actually used to call him Pink Floyd. Really? Pink Floyd yeah, Green. It, it, well, yeah, we never mentioned the surname. <laughs> no. But he, he was OK with it, it seemed. Hmm. I don't know why I told you that, and I didn't intend to. Can I thank everyone who texted in last week, by the way, because I'm doing a, a, a travel travel thing for children in need. I go from London to Turkey, stopping off at various places on the way, and uh, they couldn't decide who was going to go with me because everyone's going in pairs. You do a leg each, and you go around the world in 80 days. So uh, people um, texted in last week to suggest who I should go away with, and um, Howard Jones was my favourite. <laughs> Apparently he's busy. You believe that? <laughs> Howard Jones is a no-show. <laughs> I don't believe it. Anyway, Ronnie Corbett, out, someone suggested as Ronnie well. Ronnie Corbett, you put yeah, in your rucksack. Exactly. But um, as it turns out, in my conversations with children in need this week, they've actually decided they're going to send me on my own. Now oh, that might sound all right, but <laughs> all the other legs are done by pairs of celebrities, right? And I thought, well, maybe this is a compliment. You know, they think that I'm so. Mm funny hmm. that you know they're just me will do it and then my girlfriend says do you think you're not popular that no one else wants to go with you and this has now slightly haunted me so you're going to go on your own i'm going to end up going oh there'll be a crew obviously <laughs> I'm just gonna, even the cameraman said no no it's fine just 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 take some photos while you're there and we can piece them together with footage no so it reminded me of a bit. When I was leaving the house this morning, um, Jane Horrocks was um, doing was on the telly. Well, say she was on the telly. She was doing a, an advert. She was talking about how much a, a basket of food costs at a well-known supermarket. And I did a, a thing called uh, called F- I think it was Fen Street Nativity, Flint Street Nativity. It was that was like a Christmas thing, and all these well-known actors. Uh, Neil Morrissey was in it, and uh, Dervlico and and John Thompson, and and Jane Horrocks was in it. And at the end of it, um, I was talking to. Um, one of the actresses who was in here, and she said to me, so, you know, you're all set for the party. And I said, what party? She said, you know the party at Jane Horrocks' house. 
I said, I haven't been invited. She said, oh, that's obviously a mix-up. And she went across to Jane Horrocks. And I saw her speak to her, and I saw Jane Horrocks' <laughs> face slightly fall, and then moved to thunderous. And then she came back and said... Uh, so, it's, uh, what else? What else is happening? Oh, well, didn't refer to the party no, again? everyone had been invited. Oh, everyone no. in the cast, except me. That's horrible. And I've never known Have why. you ever been invited to a party by I've been invited to four parties <laughs> in my life. One of it. And no one wanted to go away on Children in Need with you. No. If they asked Jane Horrocks, she would definitely yeah, want she to would, I wouldn't have gone with her. If I'd have killed her, I'd have killed but her in Siberia. <laughs> She can do voices, though, Jane she Horrocks, can. can't she? Oh, she by can the way, we've got Alistair McGowan as our guest mm. today. Oh, should we make him do impressions? Does he still... He does. I think he started doing them again, because he stopped for a bit. He oh, well, no, off. he's going to have to do them this morning. I've got a whole list. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to just do that. Do, uh, do that. Uh. So if anyone, if any of us have got any impressions, we better get them out, on, out okay. of uh, out the way now. I've got one. Go on. I can do David Mitchell... But only in a very specific situation. David Mitchell from Mitchell and Webb and The Peep Show. Yes, exactly. In a in a specific situation. <laughs> yeah. So it's David Mitchell being asked by a paparazzi if he can have his photo taken. So Frank, can you play the paparazzi and cue me in, saying, "David, please, we want to take your yeah. photo" in quite okay. an aggressive, irritating okay. way. Okay. Hey, David, 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 can we can we take your photo, mate? I can't think of anything. I'd like less to be perfectly honest with you. <laughs> what do you think? That was um. Was wow, that your it was like or was that it? <laughs> the girls laugh. What if the girls laugh? But they you know they stick together. What about yeah. this? Who is this then? Okay. Oh, 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 order, order, I presume that's Speaker Michael Martin. Speaker Martin. That's who that is. I gotta, oh, that's wow. it, that's it. I just perfected that impression. He's got the sack. So, yeah, Frank, that's... you can do the ex-speaker saying one word. Well, he only ever says one word. <laughs> I have been working on... Let, let, let the right honourable gentleman speak. But it's not as good as my... No. Oh, order! Oh, order! What, I, a, sh- I... what a shame they don't do spitting image anymore. Because <laughs> <you> <laughs> oh, man, I would have cornered the speaker, Martin. Mark it. So, um, yes. Oh, 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 do you do an impression, Gareth? I do. Um, I, Kevin MacLeod of Grand Designs. Um, um, I don't, you may not well, know. No, anyone, that's, it's always good to do that? an impression of someone that nobody knows. <laughs> well, maybe the listeners can tell me whether they any has heard of that. Um, but it's they haven't built this house with bricks or steel. They built it with love, and they built it with their feet. Does he talk a bit like you? <laughs> See, it's it. terrible when you can do an impression and no one knows who it is, is the no, I did I do John Bond, who was uh, manager of Manchester City in Norwich in the seventies. Mm-hmm. Who's gonna know him? No. It, it goes anyway. If anyone yeah. who does remember him, it, it's terribly important, Jim. <laughs> I'm sure think, that's brilliant. That think sounded that like one. bones off Star Trek. <laughs> It's terribly important, Jim. Well, it's not just the words, it's the voice. <laughs> yeah, well. Yes, obviously. <laughs> hey, listen to this email. Sorry, I just feel compelled can to Can you listen it? to an email? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, well, you can if I read it to you. You will be able to in the future. Carry on. Uh, this is about, remember, we were asking people to text and email in about jobs they wanted to do when they were kids. Um, I wanted to fly Airwolf and save people. Now I would settle being Emily's secret lover. <gasps> I love that. What is Airwolf? Airwolf is the helicopter from the 80s. In okay. the 80s, they did all sorts of TV shows about <laughs> vehicles. So yeah. there was Street Hawk, I think, which was about a motorbike. Okay. <laughs> Night Rider was about a car. Terror Hawks. And Terror... That wasn't about... Was that, that was, about well, was vehicles? A, there was a broomstick in it. The A-Team had a van. 
and um, Airwolf was about a helicopter. The A-Team had a van would be a great opening to a poem, I think. I'm, I'm not listening, I'm writing down this telephone number. Oh, for hand. goodness <laughs> sake. By the way, um, those of you who listen to the show regularly, um, which I think is four people, will know that we set up a date this week for Emily. That, uh, uh, teacher Joe, who is a teacher called Joe, who sent in and said he thought Emily looked great on the webcam. Mm. Um which obviously we we do Vaseline the lens and give you a sort of soft focus <laughs> for that one, but uh, you actually went out on a date this week. I did, yeah. Oh, it was really nice. He was really sweet. Uh, um, you're the- already writing down other men's phone numbers. <laughs> oh, that's how do you think he feels? Because he'll be listening to this, and you're writing down. Oh, you You've broken his heart. And how did it, how did it go? <laughs> I was doing Oliver Hardy then. Oh, yeah. Not too late. Do you want to hear? So he was really nice. Um, but I'd dressed in jeans and he'd worn a suit. And I think that was kind of like the ending of Greece when they're both trying to pl- please each other. Yeah. I think that's what we've done. Um, and he had, he's a really big Arsenal fan. Oh, God, I wonder if he's going to say that. Frank. Carry on. And he had an Arsenal belt. That's what a fan he was. Wow. Right. And, um. <laughs> he had an Arsenal belt? Oh, yeah. Okay. That's not a bad thing, but with a suit. Yeah. I always like a date to be wearing some sort of memorabilia. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, exactly. It shows their interest. I usually actually wear a replica shirt <laughs> on a first day. <laughs> he looked it was he looked really nice. Did he have a bottle um, hat or anything? Oh, be quite old, says Roberto Cavalli over there, excuse me. Okay, he sorry. Looked... <laughs> Does he play for Chelsea? I don't no. know who that is. Anyway, he was really, really nice. I think nice. he's an eighteenth century on, Italian I, painter. Look, we we're gonna we've got the news coming up, so okay. why, why don't we have some adverts and I just save this because I All wanna right. know exactly what happened on that date. Saturday morning! Frank, we've had an impression request. Oh, really? Yeah, uh, directed at you. Uh, Jim says, Frank, can you do your Kenneth Williams impression that you did on fantasy football? <laughs> what was that? It's a, the idea is it's a combination of Kenneth Williams with a World War Two fighter plane. Right. So it, it goes like this. I'll take a deep breath. <laughs> So anyway, the date. Okay, you just want me to talk because you can't breathe. No, I'm, I'm, I'm always purple this that time. That was of the very morning. good. Thank you very much. Um, oh yeah, so the day. So Joe, he was really lovely, but holy smoke, he was young um, compared to me. He yes. was young. So how young was he? He was. He was um, wearing an Arsenal belt. <laughs> yeah, he was. Did he have a baseball cap on back to front? Was he wearing his football boots? <laughs> <laughs> Stop it! You're both horrible. Well, they are teachers are young now. You see, you was probably expecting someone with a pipe and a tweed <laughs> jacket, but all that's changed now. They're we different. had lots in common though, because he was saying he can't swear in front of the kids, and obviously I can't swear on the show. No. So we talked about that, which was we good. We talked about not swearing. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit of it. Sounds good. Um, no, it was. I had a really, really nice evening, but I think um, I have to set him free to be with a nice young girl. So he's you're so you're, he's listening to this now. Yeah. So he's basically being dumped on air. It's not being dumped, Frank, because he. I think we both realised that the age gap was too insurmountable. Okay. Fine. That, that's fine. Is that yeah. how you ended the date? <laughs> no, you said, I didn't right. Say that. How do we feel this went? <laughs> well, 
It's a pity because... Let's talk about the elephant in the room. <laughs> I, I imagine that, uh, that him reading about the 66-year-old mother this week has probably given him hope. For this <gasps> Thanks, Skinner. Well, it means he doesn't have to rush into anything. You've got another... Uh, <laughs> years, yeah? <laughs> so, uh, so it's not going to... Oh, well, if you're listening, Teacher Joe, uh, every, Emily did like you, didn't you? I really, I feel really a bit like Scylla Black Joe. there when she talks oh. to him after the holiday. And Should one we like, find Teacher Joe someone else? <laughs> I feel responsible now for his future happiness. Okay, if anyone wants to go out with Teacher Joe, just um, t- we'll just give you his number. We'll, we'll read his number out later. <laughs> yeah, okay. No, we won't do that. We won't that'd be terrible. I don't think we should imagine. I think he needs a little period of bereavement to get over this. Yeah, I, I, I imagine he'd be off women <laughs> from now on. Yeah, especially old women. After this heartbreak. <gasps> oh, come on. Oh, my word. <laughs> Chris Moyles called. Yes, he wants his my, remarks. I was back. doing my Chris Moyles impression, obviously. <laughs> it's, oh, a, yeah. it's a great one, man. Come I on, say. you Leeds United. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, what, you didn't say what you wanted to be when you were a, a kid, by the way. I wanted to be a preacher. I grew up, at, um, my family used to go to church, and I thought that was the best thing to be in the world. Are you, uh, are you telling me, right, that. The only one who could ever reach me was the son of a preacher, man. <laughs> oh man, he didn't know that was coming. Wasn't that marvellous? You've gone red. That was that was very good. I don't know why you've used that song and not the song that goes with my nickname, <laughs> Sex Machine. <laughs> yes. Well, we're having it overhauled that's, at the moment. Hey, hey, can you imagine if we'd have all been on a road trip together, Professor of Sweeties, Cowboy Frank, and. Uh, Father Gareth. Mm, the preacher. It would have been like a fabulous stagecoach journey <laughs> in like an a, old cowboy film. Like a Johnny Cash song. <laughs> it would have been me saying this, Oh, Padre, where you heading? <laughs> Why, thank you, ma'am, I will have a candy. <laughs> <laughs> would, you, would you care to have an aniseed twist, Father? <laughs> and you work in an academic institution, ma'am. Well, you sure are. Not just a pretty lady, but a very intelligent one. Hmm, these are good. Is that licorice I detect? <laughs> Now then, Padre, don't bore us with the good book. What did you do before you was a holy man? That's, I'm loving it. I can feel, you know, I can, I'm, I'm moving on the chair with the, with the yeah. stagecoach. I would have been a bit disparaging about you. I would have referred to you as the American, I think. Right, OK. So, <laughs> so you would have been an English professor oh, yeah, posh over here. professor of Sweden. I'd say, probably, probably having some meetings with the professor, <laughs> professor at Hershey's. Yeah. About their stuff. So, when did you decide you didn't want to be a preacher? Because we should point the reason I had uh, that that jingle to hand there is because um, we've established before on the show that, that Gareth is the son of not just the son of a preacher man, but one of a long line. The of, son of the son of a preacher man. Yeah, that would have been a bit of a mouthful for the song. Well, it would the have been son of the son of a preacher man. It'd be sure like she was rapping. Yeah, but if you got a scratching uh, DJ. <laughs> Son of, son, of, son, of son of a preacher man! So your granddad was mm. a preacher man? Yes. And your dad? Yes. And how do they feel about you being a comedian then? I think they're, they're very pleased. My dad has stopped being a preacher man. Oh. Um, so, yeah, no. Of his well, own, it's, of it's his quite own similar, volition? It? It's quite, it's what are you suggesting, Frank? <laughs> <laughs> He's suggesting some sort of controversy. No, no, he decided it was um, best not to. Best not to be a preacher, man. Mm. Okay. Did he? Was he mid-sermon or something? I said, ah, ah, I've had enough. Of you know this. what? I'm not sure about this whole <laughs> yeah. situation. Yeah. Well, no. It yeah, no. Like preach, that. preach, preach. Who needs it? I tell you what, I need. You know what? I really need more than anything else 
It's the four. Absolute radio. That was the four. Jawbone in the air I thought I'm eating, which is not very professional. But I've got lots of news. This is Frank's going on Absolute Radio with Emily and Gareth and and Alistair McGowan has entered the room, ladies and gentlemen. If you want me to take over from you while you're eating, Frank, I can do your links for you. Hopefully nobody would notice the difference. <gasps> oh, that's we'll good. <laughs> is it good? You see, you can't tell yourself. Can you? <laughs> Here's another track from the fall. It is good. Is it? Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> so, Alistair, you, yes. you're doing impressions again because you stopped, didn't you? I stopped, yeah. I just, Why? I just, well, we've been doing it, I've been doing it for, like, 15, 20 years, and I thought I'd run out of people to do, run out of enthusiasm. And so just needed... And I, there was other things I wanted to do, so I've done my other things, and suddenly my ego woke up and went, ooh, remember me. So you, you've been do, uh, doing impressions for 20 years? Mm. Yeah, I mean, the first one I started doing was... Uh, well, when I did the circuit, like, 89, I started. And I was, you know, doing on Pete Mike, Trevor Brooking, all those sort of people in those days. And uh, <laughs> and the likes of Jimmy Sapple and people. And it's gone right through to this, this, the end of the uh, show that we did, the TV show, was about 2005. So it's just so many. And they were all just, just, just dancing around in my head. And I thought, I can't make anybody not sound like somebody else now. Mm. But then there's this new clutch of people, like, you know, the Gokwans of this world and people who've come through. And, um, hey, girlfriend, I just can't wait to do them. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know Brick Smith, who's on the Gokwan show? Mm. Yeah. Is the the ex-wife of Marky e. Smith, who's the lead singer of The Fall? Mm. You see, it's all that seven it thingies all comes of separation. Back to the fall, basically, <laughs> exactly, it does. So you're going back on the road, on the road, and on the rails. I'm going to try and do this tour half on the railway if I can. Oh, sort of course, yeah. yes, okay. green leanings. Yes, mm. he's got green leanings. I've got green leanings. <laughs> lovely. I don't, I don't know who did them, but they're beautiful. <laughs> Um, Are we allowed to ask Alistair to do people, or is that like no, a normal bloke in the past? Yeah, I think you can he said I was. That. He said I was allowed. Okay. Uh, Alistair... How can you tell from there? <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> do you know who that is? No. Do it again, Alistair. How can you tell from there? Is it? Um, it's it's Alan Davis, isn't it? It's Alan Davis. Yeah. That's very. Well, that was really side. good. He got caught offside in a football game I played with him years ago. And he lost it with the with the linesman. How can you tell from there? How can you tell? You remember these things. But yeah, back on the road, back on the rails. Uh, in the autumn actually, but Edinburgh Festival first. I'm copying what you did. I read your book. Oh, because oh, yeah, you've had ten oh, years. You're doing off. your whole set. Oh fabulous. Well, That's me. Yeah. Well, well, I hope it's better than mine did. Not the banana routine. But we won't talk No, about don't no don't do no, no, the banana no, routine. That'd be that'd be terrible. Yeah. So um you're doing Edinburgh first of all, and you're not. I just looked at the things we're supposed to plug today, and I'm happy to plug. But mm. you've got so many things going on now, you, because you're in Edinburgh, but you're not just doing the stand-up in Edinburgh. You're also doing a. Well, what is the other thing? It's like a review. No, it's a show about Noel Coward. It's uh, Noel Coward. I, I directed a play last year at my old drama school, Guildhall, and the students were absolutely brilliant. But we did a play, an obscure play about Noel, by Noel Coward, and I got to know all his poems and his songs. And uh, he We should say that Noel Coward is a very famous English sort of... Yes. I think of him as a playwright, but he wrote songs and Yeah, everything, most of his plays he wrote in the mid- mid-twenties, really. But uh, he's, he's sort of known for those posh plays, if you like, but he wrote the most yes. beautiful poems and the most amazingly lyrical songs. And so I just wanted to do a show that... that, that uh, Highlights those songs and poems, really. So, so that's one and then were you, you're doing him in it? So no, not really. I mean, I want, uh, I'll do him at one point just because there's one of the poems that's written and it's signed. You know, you're sincerely Noel Card. So yeah, I've got to do it as Card, really. But the rest, no, we've, we've sort of dramatised them, made them into little stories about people of uh, you know, all, all social classes. Will you wear a silk dressing gown and have a cigarette holder? <laughs> I shall think about it. I think you should. <laughs> of course, make sure you don't accidentally lapse into Hugh Hefner <laughs> at that point. 
So, look, you've, yes. you've given us now, we're going to have just a brief period of asking you to do people, and then we'll let you <laughs> off the hook. Only if you do your John Bond again. OK. Uh, did, did, do you remember John yeah, Bond? Yeah, of course I remember Oh, well, there you go. It was good, wasn't it? It was very good. Okay. Can I just say, when Alistair came in, though, he said, my impression was good. He didn't say anything about your impression, Gareth, or your impression, Frank. Well, it, that's because he's a very charming fellow, <laughs> but not necessarily that honest. What I like to talk about your David Mitchell is that you'd chosen something that, well, like John Bond, that no-one had done before. It wasn't like, oh, let's all do Sean Connery. It was See? David Mitchell, which is really uh, left field. I like yeah, that. Yeah, but you condemn me for only being able to do one word of Speaker Martin. Order! 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 But you only did about six words of David Mitchell. The obscure ones are brilliant when you when you when you get them, and pe- you realise people actually do know. Like one of my favourites is, is Trevor Francis, and I mean people don't see him so much nowadays. But obviously, you and I grew up with him, and being in the Midlands and everything as well, player for <laughs> Birmingham City, and he's got this really unusual accent. And, uh, <laughs> it was always one of my favourites. But uh, as I say, nobody really knows Trevor Francis. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure people know Trevor Francis. I like your Graham Norton. Can I hear that? That's my first request. What, no, my Graham Norton? No, not yours. <laughs> OK, sorry. You, well, let's do a private hearing later on. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's endlessly fascinating. Do you ever get stuck with people on planes and stuff who say, and then can you do, and then can you do, and then can you do? Um, no, not really, only on radio shows. <laughs> oh, oh, now you make us feel bad, you give yeah. us permission. Yes. And then you, what I'd like to hear is... Uh, uh, this, uh, can I just ask you this? Mm. Are the people you can do... You don't do because for various reasons. Because I do quite a good, I don't even know if I should say this on air, I do quite a good Enoch Powell. Mm. <laughs> now, for those of you who don't know Enoch Powell, he was a, well, let's call him a right wing politician from mm. the 1960s and 70s, right? Uh, I, I mean, very right wing in some respects. Mm. And I think I do quite a good Enoch Powell. Yes. But uh, along with your um, David Mitchell, you can only do him saying one word. I can only do him saying one sentence. And it, it's from a, a quite a horrible speech that he did. Mm. So um, I can't do that, you see. It's yeah. very frustrating. I could perhaps do the first bit. Do you do that. bookings? Because the BMP <laughs> are doing quite well at the moment. <laughs> yeah. And maybe you could get some work out. No, but that. I'm making the point. It's, not, it's an impression I don't want. OK. While we're it's, on that yeah. political party, mm. there was a thing on the news about... Or was it on the news about um, going to meet the Queen? And the guy is not going to go and meet the Queen. Oh, yeah, the yeah. Of the party. But next week, the French Open starts. And I don't know if you've noticed this, but for the last 20 years, at least, I've watched the French Open on whatever, BBC Two sometimes, and it's sponsored by the Banque Nationale de Paris. Ah. So every year, when the French Open is on television, the initials BMP <laughs> are plastered across the television because of the, the tennis at the French Open. I bet they're using that as a... Probably using they probably will. Yeah. That as an advert. I wouldn't be surprised. Mm. So I'd, but no, because it's French, isn't it? Yeah, you're right. Yeah. They wouldn't like that. No. What I'd In like fridges. to know, Alistair, is... Yeah. You must have a whole new batch. So we're mm. going to let you off the hook after this because we're not going to keep... OK. I am. What? Make him keep doing it. Oh, no, you're not. I'm, <laughs> okay. I'm forbidding it because okay. I can see he's thinking, no, I've had enough. I've hurting <laughs> my throat. It's hurting my throat. <laughs> like the Roman I seem to see. Um, so yeah. uh, you must be doing new people. So is the one that, that's absolutely hot off the press you could preview uh, on this show? Uh, they, they, they never spring to mind properly. I mean, um, I was just, when I was coming to the studio, I noticed actually that Jarvis has got his new album out, hasn't he? And you know, it's strange sometimes when people like, I used to do Jarvis years ago, and he's kind of disappeared, you know what I mean? And then suddenly he comes back into favour because he's got his new album out. So someone, someone like that is great to do because it's just like, like I say, it sounds like it's new.
new, but it ain't because it's like from years ago. Do you know what I'm saying? Frank? It, it occurs to me that if we kept you on this show on a retainer, mm. we just never need book another guest. You could just come on into that person every week. Yeah, the other one who I who I enjoy doing lately is um, is and again he's somebody who's like come back into favour. It's is uh, Gary Barlow. You know, <laughs> he, hey, do you know what I mean? He's like really, oh no, I hey, just sl- so slow. You know, he's like the slowest bloke you've ever talking all your life it's just you know unbelievably slow <laughs> that's such a comedian thing as well to, to, to watch out for people coming back into the news yeah, that you used completely to god i can't tell you how pleased me and many other comedians were when we went into the golf for the second time because we had all our golf war material from the first time around mm, i mm. mean the day the queen mother died i i sobbed quite openly i lost at least 12 minutes of material <laughs> but things do come back you remember years ago we used to we used to work with Lias, don't we? Lias was doing all sorts of comedy at the time, TV and radio and stuff. Lias was everywhere. And now you do your Lias impression, don't really get much, you know. But I realised if you mix Lee Hurst with David Beckham, you get Ronnie O'Sullivan, which is because, you know, Beckham obviously, you know, he's very shy and he's very confident and all that. <laughs> And, and if you put one in our and he's kind of got he's got Beckham's voice, but he's got Lee's attitude. So you've got to put both together. Sneakers, this guy's just a game for me. So, you know, I just don't care about sneakers, are they? It's endlessly entertaining. Anyway, look, someone sent me an album, right, by a band called Let's Wrestle, and I thought I'll stick it on. I'll have a listen because nobody sends me. Nobody sends me free. The reason I took this job was to get free CDs. <laughs> I've had about four in three months. But this album turned up by Let's Wrestle. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. And this is my favourite track. I think what I really like about this, I really love a backing vocal. Absolute Radio. So, Alice, you've also, apart from... Uh, let me just go through it. You've got a tour starting in September. Yeah. But before that, you're doing uh, a stand-up, uh, an impression show, and a show about Noel Coward in, in Edinburgh. Edinburgh. Yeah, you've yeah. got a radio series coming up. You've got a film coming out. Mm. You've got a play that you've written about to be yeah. staged. And you've got a book out. We yeah. haven't got time for all that. Tell <laughs> us about the book. The book, uh, I've been writing it with Ronnie Ancona, and it's about, uh, it's called A Matter of Life or Death, subtitled How to Wean a Man Off Football. And it's really about me I don't giving like up the, football. I don't like the sound of it. Could so you give far. up football for a year? Definitely not. No. So that's what I try to do, and it's like an addiction, I think, and people don't really realise. You know, the whole male-female attitude to football is fascinating how... I mean, we're being gender-specific here and probably stereotyping, but the majority of women can't stand football, the majority of men love it, you know, and there's, it's always a source of argument in relationships, and that's mm. really what the book is about, and that it is an addiction, like smoking and drinking, and you can't give it up, and I tried for a year to give it up, and it was like hell. When you say give up football, do you mm. mean going to games? Or the do you whole mean... thing, like not being aware of anything. Not reading the back pages and not talking about the obsession, all that. The obsession with football. Everything. And the hardest thing for me, as I put in the book, is not reading the results and particularly not knowing the attendances. I just somehow have this OCD thing about needing to know. that. I think I could live without knowing the attendances, <laughs> to know. be honest, especially at West Prom. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it's, just, it was, it's a fascinating... Uh, and, you, and you did it religiously for a year? I tried to, yeah, and the book is about, about that struggle to give up. But I gave up slowly, bit by bit by bit, and then eventually nothing for several months. So how does the book work then? So Ronnie and Kona write some parts and you write some other parts, or, or you write together? Yeah, well, there's times where we come together and talk about it, so there's dialogue between the two. It's about football and about our relationship as well and about some a bit about the working together, so there's some reminiscences in it too. But it's essentially about male-female attitudes to football and, and her trying to stop me from taking part in it at all. 
and seeing the folly of, of an absolute addiction to it really and I've been I've tempered it since I've tempered it mm. but it's so easy now I mean we grew up in the generation where it was match of the day football focus and shoot magazine that was it and you think now it's you know Sky Super Sunday all day it's Monday night football it's football every night of the week yeah it's you can watch J-League you can watch yeah. Dutch League and everything you can watch non-stop 24 hour football and read about it and do nothing else and I think that that's almost dangerous I mean I'm an, an addict from what I uh, was exposed to as a child but now football is so huge uh, is it so huge? I'll tell you how huge football is now mm. that if someone has actually emailed in and said, "Can Frank do his John Bond impression again?" She says that uh, this is a manager that no one remembers. And she says, oh, "My she? husband was out of the room when you did it, and I knew that he knew John Bond, and he wants to hear it. So, could you please do your John Bond impression?" Does it say what the husband's called? Uh, no, it does. Oh, no, it doesn't. I'm okay. afraid. Well, the 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 impression goes, it, "It's terribly important, Jim." That's it. That's all I can say as John can you Bond. the three clubs he managed? Um, he managed, he managed uh, Man City, Norwich... Four clubs. And uh, did he... Did he, he played for West Ham. I don't think he ever managed them, did he? No, I don't think so. Southampton as well, didn't he manage Southampton? Did he? Norwich, Man City, Bournemouth. OK. I thought he managed that. Anyway, this is probably... I think this has gone a bit That's five lives. It's an addict. That's why I'm an addict. Yes, I think you were right. You were right to give it up, I have to say. Yes. Um, so that, that you're off now. It's, it, uh, and you're doing the Hay Festival, aren't you? Yeah, Hay Festival tomorrow. And like. so am I. I'm, yeah. I'm driving like a lunatic, obviously within the speed limits after mm. this show, and uh, I'm on my way to the Hay Festival. So I've if never you're been a, before. I'm looking forward to it. I mean, I've never been before either. No. Thank God. Frank, there's a quick request now. for Alistair. Have we got time? I'll, I'll go on and make it. If it's Ross Kemp or David Tennant? Uh, I, I don't do either of them. Oh. Thank God that Sorry. didn't take very long at all. <laughs> Alistair, go well, and, well, go well, and well, see Alistair um, in Hay or see him in Edinburgh or see him on the road. He's very, very funny. That's Thank a great you, Alistair. Finality, wasn't it? No, I can't do that. <laughs> yes, obviously. And always remember, he can't do it. The everyone. finale in the show will be better than that. <laughs> Absolute Radio. Foo Fighters, times like these. Everybody was Foo Fighters. <laughs> That's what they should record. Order. Order. Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't me doing it, by the way. If you thought, oh, he's, he's lost it. He's lost his Speaker Martin thing. So after this show, I'm, I'm going to leap into my car, drive to Hay, which is something like 180 miles away. Then I'm going to do a quiz show for BBC4 called What the Dickens. Which is that I, Sandy Toxvig? It is Sandy Thompson. I love her. Yes, I'm assuming um, that it's a quiz just about Charles Dickens. So I've read his complete works <laughs> this week. Excellent. And um, I've memorised large passages. <laughs> and um, I've worked out a bit of material. I've got a whole sort of John Dice versus John Dice routine. <laughs> and uh, a little bit of. Uh, I do a kind of a my mutual friend bit where I do all the voices and stuff. So I'm looking forward to that. And then in the evening, I'm doing a book reading at the Hay Festival in which I read from uh, my book, which is because it's, it's actually came out last year, but it's coming out in paperback now. Okay. So because it's cheap now, you do a whole round to try and sell it to the people who, you know, were not going to buy a hardback. I personally hate a hardback. Do you? Why? Uh, because it's heavy for carrying. You see, when you try... I thought, as it went... By going to Hay, I thought, oh, I'll take that book. And then I thought, oh, no, I don't take a hardback. Too heavy. 
Well, what book are you talking? I mean, the decline and fall of the Roman Empire is no, heavy. Any hardback, Jackie Collins' got... hardbacks aren't heavy. I don't want anything with sharp corners in my luggage. And a hardback, you know, there's something lovely about a paperback. You just read it and you know dispose of it. It's it's great. But a hardback, it feels like something your granny's bought. Yeah, it's got that stupid. They make the book and then they put a cover as if they've oh we forgot to put a picture on the book. We better wrap something around it. Like when you used to cover your rough book at school in <laughs> wallpaper. I hate. Hardback. I said to the the publisher, let's not do the hardback. Let's just. They were outraged. That's where they make all the money. You see the hardback. Anyway, you don't want to hear about my. Uh, that's what I'm doing today. If there's any burglars listening, we've got some. We've got some final emails from the. Um, we asked people to um, text in what they wanted to be when they grew up, before they grew up, and um, Wayne from Washington wanted to be a big issue man. Right. Selling the I, big I issue. I wonder if that. Uh, that I wonder if his out. dream came true. Let's hope so. Yeah. <laughs> Barrack from Washington. <laughs> Paul wanted to be a wavenologist. I, I guess that's someone who studies waves. That's jolly that would be an oceanographer. Oh, I'm posh knowing that. No, I don't know. Maybe if there's a specialist wave, okay. a professor of waves. Beck texted in, who is Daisy's sister, who Daisy is one of the people who works on the show, and she said, Daisy and I wanted to run a taxi rack called Julie's when we were little... <laughs> A taxi, a taxi rank. A taxi rank. No idea why we had Nobody as we've never been a in a taxi, taxi rank. <laughs> why was it called Julie, Daisy? <laughs> why are they Julie's? Because my auntie's called Julie. Oh, well, fair enough. Daisy's <laughs> called Julie. Did she run a taxi rank? No, and we never ever had taxis. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it seemed very glamorous, like a biggish... Big it's odd that, because I had a taxi rank called uh, Auntie Doreen. <laughs> Which uh, people didn't. But that's the end of the show, I'm afraid. But uh, thanks for texting in. You've been lovely. Thanks to Alistair McGowan, who's who's gone now off to, off to work, and uh, we'll be back next Saturday, won't we? We will. Good day to you. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with SwiftCover.com for car insurance prices that'll blow you away. Get a life. Get Swift Cover at SwiftCover.com. Absolute Radio.